Welcome to Active Allyship. This is Sunny Days, and Lisa Davis is with us on the actual discussion. We've unfortunately had some technical difficulties, so you will hear my voice until we start the actual conversation, which was uh, pre-taped. So I'm going to... (laughs) Oh, Lisa, I wish you were here. But anyway, I'm going to do the Have You Heard segment. It's really disturbing. I was looking for something more uplifting and, you know, in the current event or the current environment, um, just not a whole lot. Hot off the press in the Washington Post, the headline says, Breonna Taylor's ex was offered a plea deal to say she was a part of a crime syndicate. That's what the family's attorney is saying. What the fuck? Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This this systemic racism, this white privilege, like it wouldn't even be a thought. It wouldn't even be a thought if this police department didn't think they could get away with it. So you're going to offer her ex-boyfriend a plea deal to tarnish her name, essentially. That's what you're asking him to do. And so you're pulling and trying to piece together a narrative to support your murder of this woman who was in her home asleep. You never found any money. You never found any drugs. You never found anything in her home that would incriminate her. And now you want to offer a plea deal. I'm going to call bullshit. And, you know, we still have a fight ahead of us. And, um, you know, we're not going to rest until justice prevails. So now we're going to jump right into the conversation. So my brother sent me this picture and it says, uh, Tamir Rice was 12 and was killed for having a fake toy gun. Kyle Rittenhouse, 17, killed two people, walked by police after killing two people. Uh, This is why people marched. And he said, with everything going on, how? Broken beyond repair? Question mark. I thought, wow, are we broken beyond repair? I see why he feels that way. I often feel like that. But then I feel like there's people doing stuff and taking action and, and, but sometimes I, I just get so disheartened. And I, I, I think a lot depends on the election. It depends on momentum for this being a movement, not a moment. But it really got me thinking. So I just, I thought that was, a, I thought he asked a really good question. For me, I do not feel broken beyond repair. I do, I do not. I, I feel so hopeful and I feel, it feels very promising. It feels revolutionary unprecedented has become such an overused word, but it is, it is um, so appropriate for now. So yeah, no, I am hopeful. I am very hopeful. And I, I think the moment that we as people of color feel hopeless, that's a game changer. That That's a game changer across the board. Because think about as a person when you have absolutely nothing to lose, then you just gonna put it all on the line. You don't have anything to lose anyway. I think that's a very dangerous place to be when you feel hopeless, you have nothing to lose. And so it's like, you know what? I don't know what's gonna come of this, but I'm gonna give it my best shot. I think if Trump wins, I will feel that despair for a freaking long time. I won't stop fighting. Mm-hmm. I won't stop this platform. I won't stop speaking out. But there will be a sense of complete disillusionment and hopelessness. But what do you say to people who are already feeling that way? This is such a layered conversation. 
it's more complex than it is simple. As a person of color, I'm not just thinking about the person that occupies the White House. I'm thinking about the person that occupies the White House. I'm thinking about the pandemic and how we as Black and brown people are disproportionately affected. And I'm also thinking about the revolution. And there have been times that for me have felt very heavy, but I know that I cannot give up. Like I have to move forward. If we just lay down and say, you know what, Uh, things aren't going to get better, then there's a guarantee that things are going to get worse. So as a white person, you know, you think about, okay, the pandemic and if Trump wins the election. As a person of color, I think about the pandemic, if he wins the election and the revolution, because we cannot forget that. And so that's an added layer to what we're having to contend with. And there, you know, I can't speak for everybody. And I'm sure there are some who feel like, I just don't know. You know, we thought with the killings of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd, that we would make tremendous progress because now the world gets to see there, that there is a segment of the population, of the white population, of the police force that really does have an, a vendetta against people of color. Like that was for the world to see. That was global, right? right. So, okay, can't get any worse than that, right? Yeah, wrong. And then, you know, the cop goes and shoots Jacob Blake in the back seven times uh, and, and, and shackle him. And then they had him shackled to his hospital bed and you've severed this, this man's spine. Like he's in excruciating pain to move like a millimeter and you have him shackled to the bed on some bogus charges, some, uh, I can't even remember. It was some sexual assault or alleged sexual assault and something, but they were bogus. That those charges have been, have been vacated. It was just some trumped up BS to help their narrative. Because there always has to be a narrative. You know, the black guy was a thug and he was selling drugs right. and he was- The thugifying. Yeah. And, but the white kid <laughs> was an aspiring cop. And here he, on video, shoots and kills and maims three people in- Drives back home, just unbothered. He's on the phone saying, I, I just killed somebody. What, where does that happen? Here? <laughs> yes. In these United States of America. True white allies, like myself, mm-hmm. like other people that I know in my life, in my family, um, the way I was raised. It's not just like when you had said, you know, we're worried about COVID and Trump. I'm worried about police brutality against innocent black people, this mm. systemic racism. You know, I, I saw this woman yesterday walking down the street, this middle-aged white woman, and she had a shirt, um, you're si- as a white person, your silence is complicit. Mm. And I was so happy to see that. Any step you can take right. to put something on your body, to speak out, to read some books, to educate yourself. And I feel like at this moment, that's happening. Do we have a sh- insanely long way to go? Oh, absolutely. But I do feel like, or I'm hopeful that there's more white people who are like, this shit is insane. 
I don't want Trump because then things just will get worse for people of color for COVID, which disproportionately affects people of color and, mm -hmm. and, and environmentally and just systemically on all levels. It's just it would just get worse. So right. I just wanted to point that out because I think that there are some people. But of course, it doesn't affect people of color the same way. And I'd be a complete moron and, a you know, imbecile to think so. But the level in my heart that I feel I would feel is there hope if Trump wins again. Yeah. And that was a generalized statement, generally speaking, because I know, you know, all white people aren't the same, just like, you know, from any ethnicity, all people aren't the same. But generally speaking, and based on what we have seen in these United States of America. Right. Uh, you know, being a person of color during this time is is extra complex, you know, trying to navigate through staying alive, not just through COVID, right? but through police brutality. I don't know if you saw, because I know you've limited your social media exposure, yes. but I did share on our active allyship, it's more than a hashtag page on Facebook, the contrast between... Um, this particular incident was an officer and a white guy in a pickup truck. And the officer had his gun drawn. Oh, yes. Did you I see that? that? The officer had his gun drawn and was giving the guy orders. And the, or, the guy was basically like, excuse me, fuck you, you pig. Like, that's what he's saying to the cop. He's walking mm -hmm. back and forth to his truck. He gets in his truck. He gets out of his truck. The officer's asking him for his driver's license. He throws the driver's license on the ground. The officer's still pointing his gun and has to stoop down and pick the driver's license up. And then the guy says, oh, so you're going to do this in front of my fucking kids? I'll kill you, motherfucker. So this is like this, this woman, this white woman is videotaping this entire scene play out. Thank God. And... I'm saying, wow, this is insane. So Jacob Blake turns his back. He does not have any weapons in his hand. And he walk, He is walking away. And he shot in his back seven times. And I was reading an article. I can't remember where I was reading it. They think he may have been shot eight times. And then um, there was also one of the police officers who had their taser out because his intent was to tase Jacob Blake. So as a white man, I can go toe to toe with you, threaten to kill you, throw my driver's license on the floor, tell you to fuck off and call you a pig. And I'm still alive to talk about it. Talking shit, walking back and forth to my truck. I mean, I, I'm like... Wow, the the boldness, the privilege, the yep. the audacity, and he's he's still alive. I didn't see an arrest. I didn't I didn't see any of that. He wasn't shot. He was talking big trash, threatened to kill the officer for you know uh, <laughs> detaining him in front of his kids. Somebody's in the truck who's saying you're on private property. You're just so everybody's yelling at this officer and he maintains his cool. He's unafraid. Yeah. And I've seen multiple videos like that. Lots. Just saw one last week it's where insane. this guy was literally chasing 
this officer around the car. He had something in his hand. I don't know if it was oh, a stick yeah. or something. Yes. Oh, it looked like a crowbar. I mean, it was like a thing that you could freaking do some damage. Yeah, he literally is chasing white guy. I want to be clear. Right. <laughs> of course. He's chasing this officer around. The officer has this gun drawn, but he's chasing this officer around the car. And I'm like, we've got this. This is not real. When a person of color, you have a, a tail light out, you, hell, they might make some shit up. Like nothing has to be wrong. And it's just, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sandra Bland, I still don't know why she was pulled over. Do you know why she was pulled over? No. Yeah. I, I don't no, know why no, she was insane. pulled over. No. And there's no freaking way she killed herself, please. Oh, I mean, if anyone yeah. says I'm that, clear about that. Oh, just get out yeah, of my life. I'm clear I can't. About that. Don't even, no. Please just shut up. We talk about all these horrific things. And then that question with everything going on, how question mark, exclamation mark, broken beyond repair question. And you say no. I say no, but I do have just so much sadness and heaviness. I'm still trusting the process. And I believe every little bit helps every platform our platform, the fact that we are having these difficult discussions, uh, social media, I believe that that's helpful um, so that people are made aware, even the woman where you are who had the t-shirt on, any any way to bring, bring this to mind, these injustices is is helpful so that people just aren't you know, under some white puff cloud somewhere like, oh, da, 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 we don't have those issues. Yeah. If one group has issues, then that means everybody has issues. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate our audience and we, we realize it's growing. So continue to share and subscribe and rate and review. You can follow me on Twitter at Sunny Days Always, Sunny with an I, Days with a Z, Always with a Z. On Instagram, I am sunnydays underscore always. And please go to our Facebook page and join us there. It's active allyship more than the hashtag. And we would love to have you. We post content daily, well, almost daily. We're trying to do better. And um, we would love to engage with you. Have a great day. (laughs) 